0: Hey there! My name is Cassie Torresias, and eight years ago, I launched my own online graphic design studio and booked a one way ticket to travel the world in pursuit of my own freedom filled life. I now own a multi million dollar online business, The Bucketless Bombshells, teaching other women how to do the same, alongside my best friend, co founder, and podcast co host, Shay Brown. Around here, We believe that your crazy dreams aren't crazy, and that it's time for you to start creating the life and career that you dream about too. Whether you wanna travel and work remotely, or simply just wanna be your own boss, it's possible to live out your passion and purpose without just scraping by. We know that this path isn't always easy to navigate though, so we're here to help you. From making a career change, starting and growing your own business, balancing life and business, and most importantly, pursuing your own freedom filled life get ready for real relatable stories and advice on your journey towards something more we serve it up bff style so pour yourself that third cup of coffee and let's dive in welcome to the freedom filled life podcast i'm so excited to share today's podcast episode with you today I sat down with Susie Moore, who is one of my sweetest friends and a celebrity life coach and a best-selling author. She's been featured in major publications like Oprah Magazine, The Today Show, Business Insider, Forbes, and tons of other major media specifically for her life-changing life coaching advice. I wanted to share with you before we dive into our conversation that I really wanted Susie to be our first guest podcast interview because her wisdom and advice has genuinely changed my life and my perspective on business over the past few years. She is an absolute light. Her personality is such a spark of spice and joy, which you'll hear in the interview, and her perspective on life right now is something that I think we all need to hear. For most of us, 2020 and 2021 have been some of the most challenging years of our lives, filled with so much doubt and uncertainty, but one of the biggest lessons that I've been learning in this season is that when we can take a step back from our problems, we make room for a new purpose, for new opportunities, for new adventures, for growth and transformation, and for ease and joy in our life and business. So maybe right now you feel like you're just getting by and these ideas of joy and ease feel so far from your current reality. I encourage you to keep listening and to start by implementing just one, just one of Susie's powerful pieces of advice for you today. In my own life this week, I've been intentionally embracing Susie's let it be easy mantra and I already feel my own wall of stress and anxiety beginning to come down and make way for lightness. In our conversation today, we're also talking about Susie's most recent book, perfectly named Let It Be Easy, Simple Ways to Stop Stressing and Start Living, and of course, practical tips and advice for how you can be less stressed and bring more joy and ease into your everyday life. If you're ready to finally know the secret to having more confidence in your life, the three simple questions you can ask yourself to be less stressed right now, and the key mindset shift that you need to go after your big goals, even if you don't feel ready, then I can't wait for you to listen to my conversation with Susie. Hey, Susie. I'm so excited to have you on the Freedom Filled Life podcast today.
1: Cassie I've been counting down till I get to speak to you today so thank you for having me I'm just I'm thrilled to spend time with you
0: yeah we were just joking prior to this call how you and I are getting to catch up over a podcast interview (laughs) I think we've known each other for what four years now more or less
1: yeah I think so time flies it, it feels like longer in a good way Like, it feels like I've known you a very long time, but yeah, I guess, you know, four years. Yeah. That's, I think that's what it's been.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We met in a business mastermind, which also, again, seems ages ago. And I haven't shared with you this, but you are our first guest podcast interview, but I also, this is just, it's so magically happened, but I'm not surprised because you are one of my favorite people on this planet for lots of reasons that we're going to talk about in today's episode. I'm actually selfishly a little bit excited to be able to ask you some of these questions. Please give me your advice as much as I am to just share, you know, your amazing story and advice with our community. So thanks for being here.
1: My gosh, let's dive in. Uh, Yeah.
0: And you have a new book coming out called Let It Be Easy that I have been devouring my early copy all week. (laughs) I seriously have like all of chapter one highlighted. And I was like, I don't know if this is what highlights are for when you highlight an entire chapter, but can you tell us a little bit about what your new book is all about?
1: Yes. Ease. Ease, ease, ease. I joke in let it be easy that ease needs a good lawyer because no one is representing it. I mean, if you've if you, if anyone's read my other books or has followed me for a while, you know that I grew up in a very kind of chaotic household. I mean, I lived in domestic violence shelters with my mom and sister. We were on welfare, constantly moving, lots of payoffs, like police at my house, like you know, it was hard back then. I, rem- I remember it being like hard and thinking when I was a kid, you know, this is hard now because I'm not in control. Right. And I'd see like my mom struggle. And I would think to myself, when I grow up, this is really going to be different because I'm going to get a job. I'm going to marry someone normal. And it's going to be just, you know, it's just going to be normal. All I wanted really was normal. And that just seems so like, oh, that's when life will be easy. Mm. And then, you know, worked hard, managed to create you know, I had a great career in tech at the age of 30. I was making half a million dollars a year, got a lovely husband, tick the marriage, tick, you know, career. But it still wasn't easy. Like it was a whole different heart that I was experiencing. And I was like, when do I get to stretch my legs and enjoy my life? Like when does the good easy part really kick in? Because it wasn't then and it's not now. So I just kind of became obsessed with understanding ease and I've come to learn that it's a skill like any other that we can all just tune into it it naturally surrounds us but life doesn't teach us this everyone will tell you Cassie having a business is hard or oh, having an employer is hard <laughs> having kids that's hard oh not having kids yeah that's hard making money's hard not having money's hard where is like the ambassador for ease and when does the good part kick in like it's now it has to be now otherwise we're all living absurd lives extreme difficulty without ever questioning it.
0: Oh my gosh. You're so right. And I think you hit the nail on the head too, with like starting a business is hard. So, you know, for a lot of our listeners, people are considering maybe moving out of a nine to five that they are no longer happy with, or maybe they're in early stages of starting a business. And you're right. Everyone says it's hard. Everything is hard. And I think from just my own experience, it does in the early days feel hard. And you feel like at some points, And, you know, you're kind of describing that this is a a bit of a lie that we're telling ourselves. You think at some point it's not going to be so hard when it's, you know, one year in or when I have enough clients or when my client roster is booked or I hit a certain amount in revenue. And I love that you're talking about this because if someone is early in their days, we can just stop this now. (laughs)
1: Well, the thing is, as a business owner, as you know, you'll always have challenges and obstacles, right? Mm -hmm. So even like, you know, let it be easy philosophy isn't like, let's just say I feel great. Let's just like affirm that and like brush any problems under the rug and pretend they don't exist. Like that's not it, right? It's just adding additional imaginary stress to everyday challenges that are normal and to be expected. And the funny thing is, you know, if we were to look, you know, zero in on business for a moment, it's like... I mean, is it supposed to be that we're without obstacles? Like, isn't it who we become as business owners that's the real prize? Like these resilient, creative leaders. I mean, that doesn't happen when day one, your client roster's booked out and day two, you make, you know, a million dollars and like day three, you're this tech (laughs) wizard, right? Like I'm still waiting to become a tech wizard, you know? But it's like, what, I mean, why do we expect there not to be challenges? Like, and why do we add onto the challenges all of this imaginary stress that we should be perfect. We should have it figured out. You know, everyone should behave the way that we want them to. It's like, Mm. I think we can be a little bit more compassionate and gentle and realistic about how life can be.
0: Yeah. I love that you talk about this imaginary stress. I, you have a quote in the book that I was like, Oh my goodness, this is so relatable. Again, highlighted, (laughs) underlined, circled, whatever, all the things. And this is literally what you write in the book. And oh, I was like, she's describing me. You said, I was sick of my need for control over everything. Part of me was unknowingly addicted to the stress I was creating in my life. I know that I fall into this bad habit way more often than I would like. So, What is your advice for someone who is, I mean, let's just cut to the chase, addicted to stress, addicted to making things hard
1: it's proven Cassie the body is addicted to stress because we have this release of chemicals every time that there's like an adrenaline like adrenaline bump in our body and without it we almost don't really know who we are we're like Mm -hmm. if we haven't got the go underlying almost like low level anxiety always sometimes we believe that we're gonna like lose our edge we won't hustle, like good things won't happen. We've got to like push, push. And, you know, the reward of relaxation and the reward of enjoying yourself and fun and all those very pleasant, lovely things that we're here to enjoy on earth, like they're always for later, right? That like we'll earn those and and those will come later. So the trick with really understanding stress is just questioning it, right? Mm. And no one will really help you do this. This has to be conscious because everyone will tell you that it's hard and you'll get sympathy. And if you're stressed out and busy, everyone's like, yeah, got it. I hear you. You're important. you got all these things going on, right? (laughs) And when you think about it, like I love this quote from Mark Twain. He said, I've lived through some terrible things in my life, some of which actually happened. Right. And when I think about business, the stress that I experience or the anxiety I experience, it's like, what am I picturing in the future? Like, am I going to be canceled? Mm. Is, Am I going to be bankrupt? Are people going to stop being interested in me? Like, will this be a flop? Will that be a flop? I mean, the mind can go to some dark places and I can suffer now in full as if some things had happened and who knows like who really knows what's going to happen right so so when you question the stress that you experience if you even go okay and the body is so amazing because it gives you these real-time emotions giving you feedback about what you're thinking right if you know you know if you feel stressed and you feel like this feeling of pain heaviness Mm. anxiety you know that your thinking is really going there right something bad is going to happen Mm. and so like let's look at it Like, what is it that you're worrying about? Like really shine a spotlight on it because when we shine a light on something that isn't true, it just dissolves. There there are periods where there is stress, there's something to handle, but we can even be more relaxed in how we handle those problems without the story and the narrative that we're bringing to the stress. So if I have a stressful, like a wave of stress, I feel hitting my body, you know, like maybe get an email and you're like, oh, this isn't good. (laughs) <laughs> right? or like there's a comment you're like oh man I thought someone was going to say that like <laughs> you know or collaboration falls through whatever it may be that wave of stress that hits your body you can ask yourself three questions and I love these questions I use them all the time to just bounce back and come back to the truth so the stimuli, the external thing happens it isn't good news right and you feel oh, that sinking stress feeling mm-hmm. first question And you want to do this as soon as you can. You don't want to wait until the next day or even a couple of hours because the momentum can take off by then. So like as soon as you can. How serious is this really? Right. Like I remember someone resigned on me. I thought I was in a big panic. Right. Another time I thought uh, my YouTube account was going to be canceled. I got the thing, you know, a a violation turned out to be fake. Right. But uh, right. But in that moment, you're like, wow. How serious is it really? Even if a YouTube account shuts down, even if someone resigns, that happens. Right? The, like these things just happen. We handle them, right? Second question, what's essential here? And often, because there's going to be an action probably that you have to take, but is it this huge, big, busy action with a million things going on? Or is it just, hey, like, okay, what matters is that I replace this person or I speak to Google about this shutdown? right? Like that's really the essential thing. And does it have to be right, right now? Like who knows, maybe you can breathe. Right. And then thirdly, the, my favorite question is like, how can I let it be easy? Like, how can I be easy about this? And they're really good questions because the mind is so obedient in responding to good prompts. It also responds to bad prompts, right? Like what's wrong? What's wrong with me? Is it like, (laughs) oh my (laughs) gosh, like how terrible is my future looking right now? Bad (laughs) questions, you know, but like, how serious is this really? What's essential here? How can I let it be easy? We're in so much more control than we think. And we love to give away our power all the time because we forget how much we possess.
0: I love that. It's so easy to talk ourselves down a rabbit hole. But I think that just even with those three simple questions, it is that much easier to step out of this rabbit hole that we're digging for ourselves. Everything is hard and focusing on the problem. And I think this is something, you know, that I've been learning too. It's like, you can take something that's challenging and it can actually be an opportunity when you're just looking at it from this easier place. But I think what you were talking about earlier that really resonated is like this future idea that it's all just going to crash and burn. And mm-hmm. I think that for a lot of us, where the stress is coming from, there might not even be like a stressing moment right now, but because we feel like we're preparing for a future stress. And I think this is very relatable to this year that we've just had, like, we don't know what's coming. So maybe if we just have our guard up and we're just stressed you know, preparing to be let down or preparing for this thing to happen, then maybe we think that's going to make us feel better. Can you kind of share for someone that's in that position? Who's like, I don't feel like I'm in control right now because life is out of control and they're You know, you feel like anything that can happen, whether it's a conversation that you have with someone or, you know, you're in the grocery store and someone says something or you see something on the news or you scroll on social media and immediately you feel like you're like out of control. Like your whole day has been just ruined because of something that that happened or that someone feels like happened to them.
1: Oh yes. It's so interesting because it's easy to see this in other people, right? Often we can't see it in ourselves clearly, but we'll see someone react to something with a lot of emotion, a lot of suffering. And if you're like, huh, like, I wonder if she could be a bit easier about that. Like, (laughs) Like, is this thing such an end of the world? I need to panic moment. And rarely, I mean, not even 1% of the time does it require that much of a reaction from us. And we only have a a certain amount of emotional energy per day, everybody. We're only given a certain amount and we give it away. We give it away so freely. We don't realize how how our thinking, how our focus, how we can be self-directed, how that can save us from so much energy being spent on the news, paying attention to what people are saying, looking for hate against you, looking for, for problems. You said, you know, how do we feel you know relaxed almost when we can't you know it's uncertain out there it's always been uncertain out there it will always be uncertain out there like there are no exceptions for anybody like not the royal family not the government I mean we never know I mean this is the mystery of life (laughs) right like we don't like we don't we're all heading to the same place eventually I mean this is like the great mystery it should make us really enjoy ourselves but it doesn't right instead we try and to control something that's inevitable one day or we think that you know it's it's so dangerous out there and then living in that place that you said with like having walls up and being guarded that is how you get sick right? Because you're constantly living in the state of defense, like guarded, like tense body um, emotions. And that's also not how you're creative. Like there, there is so much that's not available to you when you're in that defensive, like fight or flight state, which has become pretty acceptable, like to be all of the time, it lowers your lifespan. It's proven to do this. So when you think about I know I need to be guarded because it's not safe out there. Like if that's always going to be true, right? Just lovingly. And not just because, you know, you're the exception, right? Like it's not true for you. It's not true for anybody. We really don't know what's going to happen. I just find when we like can almost have a bit more of a sense of humor about it <laughs> like we don't have to take it all so seriously you look mm. at the truth you look at the truth for everybody in history and all the many generations that will come after like after hours like this is like the temporary gorgeous life experience and I want to enjoy mine like and I want to <laughs> be spontaneous and do things that feel good and focus on so many of the things that are, are working and truly I've never had a situation Cassie where I've worked with someone and there haven't been like nine things going well compared to their one thing that's going wrong it's like how are your kids healthy how are you healthy how's your uh relationship okay yep good how is your apartment yep that's fine no tornado like a lot is like joy is what happens when we allow ourselves to realize how good things really are
0: it's so interesting because you know we talk about this on the freedom filled life podcast what it looks like to live a freedom filled life. And, you know, there's, I think people have a lot of this stress that you're talking about in wanting to have this lifestyle or choosing to pursue, you know, starting a business or doing a different path or, you know, taking on a dream or goal that they've always wanted to do. And so there's all this stress in actually deciding to do that. And then you decide to do it. And then you come from a place of stress in that as well. And it's like, that's the whole reason you're wanting to make a change in the first place. And so I just find it so interesting how as humans, we just, we pick up the stress, like you were talking about, just it becomes so like addictive. And I love these, you know, simple solutions that you're providing so that we can remember like what the whole why is in the first place. You know, you don't want to make a change from a nine to five. That's not bringing you joy to work in your business and to be stressed out and struggling or anxious on an everyday basis for who knows how long, like we were talking about earlier, until you hit this, I I don't know, this point, (laughs) this cliff where you jump off and you just start soaring and flying. And so I think it's so interesting. In the book, you talk about, there's this particular part where you mention how we should change our to-do list to get to-do list. And can you talk about like what this means and why that's so important?
1: Oh yes. This is one simple like life hack, appreciation filter hack that can just transform your day. Even just the first day you decide to do it. So like Cassie, maybe just give me a couple things that are on your to-do list today. Like what, I, and they can be like personal things, professional
0: things, whatever. My to-do list. Let's see after this, after our conversation, I'm going to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I'm going to review our interview and edit. Yeah. Just go work to-do list, you know, go to the grocery store. Some of them are very simple. <laughs> Make yeah. dinner.
1: Yeah. This is it. But okay. So these are, so I've got here, gym, podcast, edits, grocery store, right? Think of the, the disdain and the low energy. Many of us bring to these things, right? Like got to go to the gym. Oh Lord. <laughs> 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 oh, where's my sports bra? Oh my God. I've got to sweat. Well, I had a blowout two days ago. Should I really be sweating? Oh my gosh. I just feel so fat right now. Nothing feels good at the gym. Oh my God. Everyone in there is shape. I'm not like, you can see the, see the stress around even something as simple as exercising could bring a person. Right. Mm. And think about like, you get to go to the gym. That means a few things. Number one, you have the time and money. To exercise. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of people in this world with lots of children, multiple jobs, no spouse, right? Who there there is no gym. Like they are lucky if they can like walk around throughout the day, and that's how they ke- get movement, right? So you have the time and resources to go to the gym. Podcast edits because you have this gorgeous new podcast that everyone wants to listen to, and you get to like decide how creatively how it shapes and what you put out into the world. Yeah. That is a blessing, right? Mm-hmm. Probably Cassie two years ago didn't even like this would be a dream.
0: Yeah, Absolutely.
1: Now grocery store, look at all the access to fresh food. You get to choose what you eat. Do you know how many few people in the world, like there are so many who don't get to choose. It's just like what they have to eat because there's one, one or two things. Mm -hmm. And so you get to go there, select everything that tastes good, that fits what you like to enjoy, you know, at mealtimes, the snacks that you want in an air conditioned store, like, we need to have some perspective. Like, you get to go to the grocery store. You also have the time and money to do that. You get to go to the gym. The time and money. You get to creatively work on something that you've that came from your heart. And you haven't got a boss telling you do the edits by five p.m. Like, <laughs> it's it's up to you. So, I mean, I think they're three pretty great get to dos. And I apply this when there's stuff I really don't want to do. Like, no one wants to go to the lady doctor, right? We have to go once a year, right? <laughs> you know, access to healthcare as a woman, right? That's I mean, that's what it is. And even if I have, say, like a work problem, I need to have a difficult conversation with someone, maybe. I even get to kind of welcome my leadership, like welcome my communication, like sharpen that up. And it's happening because I have a business that has a team, and because I have a better idea about something, and because I'm confident enough to have a hard conversation. So you can just think about everything that you get to do. And it's amazing the lightness you can bring to it, the joy, the speed in which you get things done too, because your energy is completely different. And I can tell you when you're in this get to do vibration, you get really good ideas. Like you have really good time and you'll choose better food. You'll come up with creative meals. You'll like push it harder at the gym, but not on a stressful, I hate my body. Let me push it. But, uh, oh, look at me on a Tuesday, like working out <laughs> during the day. <laughs> like when I catch myself walking out during the week, I just give myself a little kiss in the mirror and I'm like, look at me, yay.
0: <laughs> I love that so much. It just brings so much joy and ease to a to do list that most people. I think a lot of us talk about our to do list as like, oh my goodness, like I have so much to do. And what you were saying earlier, like I'm so stressed. And we relate over this like struggle of a to do list and this stress. And we're like, wow, like I totally get it. You must Mm -hmm. be doing so many good things. And I do think it would be so interesting if the norm was switched and if someone was like, I'm so stressed. And you're like, why? Yeah. Like why be so stressed? Like when it can be so great or, you know, why have things on your to-do list if you don't want to do them or if they're not bringing you joy. And I do think that's something for some of those things that you mentioned that we're actually choosing to do. Like nobody is forcing you to go. Nobody's forcing me to go to the gym later. So why can't I approach Mm -hmm. it from just this Mm -hmm. place of joy and excitement and, you know, being able to take some time for myself? I think I could easily see how everything on a to-do list can pretty much have a, you know, a, a gratitude perspective or come with so much perspective of like, what would my younger self have been happy to do this for. Cause I do think mm-hmm. that we forget, we so easily forget that the things that we're capable of doing now, whether it's like having a partner or, you know, it could be so many different things were things that we once wanted. And so I love this idea of a get to do list. I'm, I'm taking this one.
1: <laughs> I write at the top of every journal, get to do today, get to do, it makes a big difference. And if someone's listening going, Oh yeah, I don't know about that because I don't like the grocery store and I don't like the gym. I would just say look at it and see if what we're saying here is true. Mm. Like, don't just listen and go, so look at what you have to do. Like, even if you ever, I mean, every parent hates their school run, right? But it's like, if you are taking your kids to school, it's because they're healthy enough to go to school and you have access to education. Like, Mm. is that not just the truth, right? We're not like selling anything here, right? We're not like, just put a smile on it and look how lucky you are. It's like, is this actually true? Like, use your logical mind to see Mm. if this is true and like, and let the answer come from within.
0: Mm. And I do think that when we dig deeper in some of these to do lists, I think it's because we're going so quickly that we're just like, oh, got to do this, oh, got to do that. Mm-hmm. And if we, I think for me, anyways, when we're more present in those moments, I find, and maybe this is so strange, but I find going to the grocery store and being like present. And I do this more often than you would think. Like I go and I just like, I take a coffee and I just like wander through the aisles on a Monday midday when like most people at a nine to five are working. And I just like go through, grab the things I want, mindlessly be like, "Oh, this looks nice. This sounds delicious. Sometimes I chat with people in the aisles. I'm like, Oh, have you tried this food before? It's, it's so strange, but genuinely it brings me so much joy to a know that you know, I could be sitting in a cubicle right now. And there's a reason that I'm not. And I, I made a choice a long time ago to do something different. So that means I can go to their grocery store midday on a Monday. And then it just takes something that is I don't know, for most people quite mundane and just spices it up. And I think you are such a good example. I mean, you've taught me this, so I'm not saying this uh-huh. as in like, I woke up one day and decided to do this. You genuinely, I think bring this spice of life to everything that you do in life. This episode is brought to you by the Bucketless Bombshells Academy. Eight years ago, I left my uninspiring 9-to-5 job and booked a one-way ticket to Mexico in pursuit of my own freedom-filled life. That led me to starting my own online graphic design studio where I had the freedom to work from anywhere, design my own schedule, and do work that I loved. All of a sudden, work became a source of excitement, and most importantly, I felt inspired to open up my laptop each day. The Bucketless Bombshells Academy is our comprehensive curriculum of online courses where we'll teach you the step-by-step of learning in-demand online skills and building your very own online business. Plus, you'll have support from us and our expert community igniters to guide you and answer your questions every step of the way. You don't have to have a business idea or even any idea of what you want to do next in your career. If you know you're ready to make a change and pursue your own freedom-filled life, we're here to help you take that next step. Join us in the Bucket List Bombshells Academy or learn more by visiting bucketlistbombshells.com slash academy.
1: I have to say the way that I look at it is if, you know, this moment is our life and this is all we ever get, right? Like this moment, like this is your life. I'm not in on the joke if I'm not enjoying myself. (laughs) like, I'm like the jokes on me. If I'm like just making it through the week or, I mean, yesterday was Monday. I took a friend to lunch for her birthday. She had to take a day off. Like it had to be approved. It was like a whole thing cool like that works for her but I was like it's Monday where should we go and should we do the beach and like that flexibility I'm so appreciative still I used to dream of this like dream of like what do I want to do today you know and having that freedom like which which you like make so possible for people but I just think like but wouldn't it be funny if I was stressing out about the lunch and what's the best reservation and where the weather isn't perfect for the beach and what doesn't that mean I have to catch up on work and when you it's so easy to manufacture work to do and to think of all these things like there are a hundred things you could always be adding right there's never an end line right but it's what also just feels good and like to make like the day-to-day special you look back you always think that you know those are like the good old days right or the good old years like we're always in the good old days, like we're living them now. And I know after reading that great book, the top five regrets of the dying, that the final regret is uh, I wish I let myself be happier. Wow. And those happy moments, it's not just, yeah, when you get the cake on your birthday or when the car finally arrives, it's like, that's like less than 1% of the time, those, those peak moments, you know? So I wish I would let myself be happier. That is not a regret I'm going to have. I love myself too much. And it's not acceptable to me for that to be a regret.
0: I love that. And I love that the quote is let yourself, because to me, that indicates that it's a choice. And, you know, I, I know this is something you and I have chatted about in the past, but can you share a little bit about, you know, people who feel like it's difficult for them to be happy? Maybe they just like wake up most days and it seems like it's a struggle to be happy. And most people are, you know, sharing advice to just, just be happier. What are some, I don't know if it's an action step or a change of perspective, knowing that it is a choice, what advice do you have?
1: Sometimes we think that those of us who are happy have it better, right? Like they have it simpler, maybe they have more support, maybe they have some like natural gifts or whatever it is, they have something that we don't, right? Mm -hmm. And so of course it's, they're happy, right? Because they have that special thing or that exception. And you know, I don't have that, right? I would just really look into that, right? Because sometimes even just happiness can feel like comparison. Like Susie's always so happy or Cassie's always just so bubbly and happy. It doesn't mean we don't have problems right? It doesn't mean that we haven't suffered. It doesn't mean that we haven't had some of like the most challenging experiences a human can have, right? In our, in our lifetime, with our relationships, with our families, you know? So what's the difference? Like truly, like, what is the difference? Is there something special, like gifted and bestowed upon us that was so holy that allows us to be cheerful? Like, what are we doing? Sometimes the most profound truths are deceptively simple, deceptively easy. So we just skip over them or we don't think that they're real. Like, What are you thinking about all day long, right? Like I said, there can be nine things going right and one going wrong. You can have everything going for you and your Uber's delayed or it cancels and that could ruin your day. If if we're not conscious, right, Their beings aren't animals. I mean, I always joke, like, I wish I could tell my dog, don't worry, it's just the food arriving, you know, (laughs) darling, don't bark, we're safe, you know, but she she doesn't know that she's like, there is a sound and I have to protect this house, right. And she's five pounds. But like, as a human being, I can feel like a threat, like something knocking or something at me. And go, I don't know. Like, I, d- does this require my stress? Does this even require any action from me? I mean, one thing that I speak about and let it be easy is you know, I never defend myself. So if someone comes at me, like, or wants to say, what do you mean by this? Or that's wrong, I just don't say anything, right? Because it doesn't, re- like, what's essential here? Nothing. Right. <laughs> how serious is it? It's not serious, right? In most cases, if, if something's a clarification or someone I can feel like a good intention, that can feel different, you know? But if someone's coming at me, how serious is it? It's not serious. It's one, a stranger's opinion on the internet. Like, what's essential? Nothing. Everyone has freedom of voice, and we're already exercising this, as we can see, <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> and then let it be stuff to do. <laughs> but like, I've got TV shows to watch, <laughs> you know? It's like, what are like, wh- where is our focus like where is our attention and people love to come to me when something's happening like they got get some negative criticism because they know I'll just say so what and they're like well wait this could be turn out really bad I'm like well, how do you know what assumptions are we making our mind will go there because our mind's number one job is to protect us it's our primitive brain that's why when we feel stressed we have these physical responses, right? So like tunnel vision, racing thoughts, heart, heart racing, the body's like, I have to protect you. And if you're like, I don't know, let's look at it. We we we're mm-hmm. cerebral, right? We have this gift as intelligent humans to question everything that really feels like it requires stress, requires a freakout. So if someone comes to me, they're like, oh my God, I'm freaking out, I'm like, yeah, so what? Sit down. <laughs> like seriously watch some TV do anything <laughs> distract like your focus is the most important thing and I can tell you if you feel miserable stressed out for a long period of time, what are you thinking about? I can tell you nothing positive and there are many positive things around you and in a lot of cases it's not even true.
0: Wow that's so good. I love that I think I have a question for you that's along you know a similar lines a lot of women that we have, you know, that we serve with this podcast and with our community is come to us with this perspective of, that they lack confidence. And it's, it's this big question in conversation. It's like, there's this big key and secret and they're always like, you know, Cassie and Shay, where did you find the confidence to do X, Y, Z, you know, to step out, especially for people who are wanting to make a change. And in the book, which I think is such a fascinating, you know, perspective. You say that confidence is simply a willingness to feel uncomfortable. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: This is such good news. (laughs) Confidence is a willingness to be uncomfortable. Anyone can be willing, but we often just choose to not be. Yeah you know so think about it often we think like a confident person what is a confident person right someone who just you know they know exactly what to say they're a great speaker they have perfect timing maybe they have this great education or some like fancy family or something that's not even true right we see people of all kinds with a lot of you know blessings and they're not confident right they're they're not kind of taking the action that probably they would if they were confident calm centered like you know, in themselves, like truly person. So when you think about what is confidence really? I can tell you that a confident person is willing to fail, willing to be judged, willing mm-hmm. to be shut down, willing to have someone just say no or say, I don't like you or I don't agree with you. Tell me, Cassie, like if someone is willing for all of those things to happen, like right, knowing that it's just a temporary emotion, a negative emotion you're going to feel, it won't kill you. You will still be alive, right? You'll still be Okay what doesn't belong to you potentially, right? Like if you're willing, if I'm willing to call like Kim Kardashian and say, hey, I want to do a collaboration, da, 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 da. She can shut me down. She can ignore me, right? But but most people wouldn't be willing to, they'll be like, well, no, that's way out of reach. They'll say, no, I'll look stupid. Who cares? (laughs) I think we all kind of like known that guy, like one or two guys in our life too, who like maybe a bit strange, but they kept asking out girls. And then eventually they got really nice girlfriends because they just were willing to be rejected. (laughs) so like that's the only secret like what are you willing to experience and are you willing to experience some discomfort again and again and again and if you are then the world belongs to you because people aren't willing to be uncomfortable they're not willing to have any negative like any criticism Mm -hmm. they're not willing to fail ever and we know that you know business like, like constant constant learning failing learning failing learning like and what's wrong with that You know, like I'm willing to fail. I'm willing to have people not like me or not like my work, want refunds, like whatever it may be, like I'm willing. And so then how much can you allow when you're willing? Like how much can you allow in and how much will you just naturally go for? Because there is no consequence. There's no negative, real lasting consequence.
0: Yes, I love that. I think the idea that there is no consequence without being intentional, because I can honestly say, you know, when Shay and I started our business, we weren't thinking you know here are all the consequences we were just like what's the worst that could happen you know we're like early 20s we didn't have a whole lot of responsibility we were just concerned about you know what our careers were and what we wanted to pursue in our lives and so it was a very easy like what's the worst that could happen like if we need to go back and get a 9 to 5 job there's Millions out there. If we need to make a different change, we'll do that. If we decide that we go somewhere and travel and work remotely from a country that doesn't end up being, you know, exactly what we wanted or we're not loving it, we move we make a change. And it's, it's mind blowing to me. And I do think that's the basis of this entire conversation of like, just how easy that is when you think about it. And we know so many people who just work up these big things in their heads. And they're like, well, what if I do this and it doesn't work out? And I love what you're saying is like that you can make a change. You can do something else. Like what is the worst that can happen? And I, I do really think that that is the secret behind being more, being more confident. And it is intentional. I do think anytime a fear comes up or you're thinking like, Oh my gosh, what a cool idea. You know, just yesterday I was at the gym on doing a Peloton on my Peloton bike. And just, I love, she's so motivating. She's so great. And I had this idea and I was thinking like, I should reach out to her to be on the podcast. That was my first thought. And I'm like, what a great idea. How awesome. She's so motivating. She's probably done such, you know, incredible things. She's such an empowering, you know, career. And then immediately it was like this fear of like I don't even know how to define this fear, but it was like maybe she would say no or maybe I wouldn't be able to get a hold of her. I don't know where this maybe comes from, but if we're not careful, That fear just takes over and you just dismiss the idea. And it could be something as simple as, you know, again, reaching out to her for a podcast interview, but in life that could be a major life change. Like, and I do think deep down when we have these, like, (gasps) that could be so great. I do think that's kind of our best version seeking possibility. And instead we kind of like squash it down. And so I love even just for myself that we're having this conversation again, because it is, it's like, what's the worst that could happen? I could easily send her a message on Instagram. I could send her an email. Like it is possible. And you think, you know, years ago I would have thought it would so difficult or impossible to be featured on you know, Forbes. And for you, you've been an Oprah. Like it seems hard. And when you realize that it's just a series of steps and a series of people saying no, getting rejected, trying it a different way, sending one email and it's a bounce back and sending it a different way and following up, like that's how you and I have achieved the things that we've had in our life
1: mm-hmm. and think about that I love this Peloton example so think of, you know all it requires is your willingness for her to say no okay and this is why again you always just want to come back to the truth so you can always just test this with your own body don't just take our word for it here right it's like just so you go to the instructor hey I'd love you on the podcast she's like yeah no thanks I'm not interested what would you then make that mean Mm. You think it's a reflection of the quality of your work? You think it means anything about you as a human being, anything about you as a businesswoman? Maybe she's like going through a difficult mm. divorce. Like you don't know anything. You know, <laughs> like you don't know anything. Yes. But are you willing for her to say no? And if you are, well, the thing is, if you're not, always already know <laughs> right you're just walking around in a sea of no's if you're not willing yeah. but if you are willing just by the law of averages too and i have a chapter in the book called Voliver's victory because you just sometimes got to do things a lot for things to actually work you know what's wrong with that i mean I share in the book how like the Dolly Parton has over a hundred albums, like J-Lo is in like over 50 movies and some are total flops, like embarrassing failures, right? So, yeah. So what? She keeps going and some of them are hits, right? So it's like that in life, right? It's like for, for podcast guests, you can ask 50 people and not everyone will say yes and not everyone will say no, right? So why are we taking it all so personally and what are we making it mean if we do? And then I'd question that belief that we have because it's almost always not true.
0: Yes. I love this. What are you making it mean? Because I think if we've had a negative experience in the past, that's what stops you from doing it again. You know, if you get the no and then you think, again, it's so much easier to dig yourself a rabbit hole to say like, I should have never done that. You know, or like, what was I thinking that that was going to work out? Or, you know, you stop it from reaching out to the second person when in reality, what you're saying is that the quote unquote secret is just volume, it's just continuing to be like, no problem. If you decide to change your mind one day, let me know. On to the next. On to
1: the next, and that I think that's such a relief because anyone can do something at volume. Anybody, like if you send one email or ten emails, it's pretty much the same amount of work, right? A bit of copy paste action. Uh, but yes. who's willing? Like, and if you're willing, then I will not stand in your way, and I'll watch your ascent. Like that is just yes. yeah, that is simply how it goes. People ask me all the time, like, why is it that this financial expert's in the media and I'm not? Or why is it that that doctor's in the, you know, in the media and I'm not? And I'm like, they're pitching, you're not. Like, they're willing to be shut down. They're willing to have people say, I'm not interested in you. And so that willingness, I think, is the ultimate superpower. And it just gets better with more practice. The confidence just takes care of itself once you're like whatever happens it's okay because especially when you just know this fact this truth again just test it in your body if i don't ask if i'm not willing am i not already getting the worst case outcome this thing isn't happening this girl is not on my podcast like you're already living in your worst case scenario a lot of the time
0: that's so powerful i never even thought about it that way but that's so true if that's even worse than you even trying
1: oh yeah and I even speak about this in romantic relationships like a friend of mine she she really wants his boyfriend and she's like had this back and forth with him but then there's this other guy she kind of like likes him I'm like why don't you just tell him you have nothing to lose like nothing but you have a whole potential gain here you know and her, her willingness I don't know I think she's gonna miss out but already she's living the worst case because this new guy who probably would be a very healthy nice partner for her doesn't know like isn't aware
0: Wow. We see this over and over again with, you know, students in our community or wanting to reach out to clients. It's like very, very early days of like you just started a business. You're still scared at the whole di- idea of it. People are going to think you're crazy. Is it actually going to work? And you muster up all of this courage to share it with someone or to send one email to a potential client and it doesn't get the reaction, you know, that they're wanting and it's an immediate like back to us. Like, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, why didn't this work? And it's so interesting because what you're talking about now, exact situation, like the problem is not what you're doing. Like you're doing all the right things. You have all the things set up. It's just, you're hanging everything really like your entire goal or business or vision on this one thing. When in reality, if you could just keep going and what you were saying earlier, not letting it mean something about you. You know, I think we do tie a lot of, of, of someone else's response to what that means about us. When I love your example, like she could go be going through something completely different, in life, you know, that I have no idea. And that's the situation that's happening. And so I I think this is going to be so powerful for people. I hope you guys get off of this episode and it's just like, get my get to do list and just do it in volume, all the things. But I love that we're having this conversation. Don't think it's talked about that much. And it is so much easier than what people make it out to be. Oh, and I
1: can tell you this, Cassie, too. If if someone is average, right, but taking a lot of action, they will completely take over the exceptional person who's too scared. Like, average with action all the way, baby. Like, woo, go for it, my friend. But, and then think about also like, you know, we're here to make a contribution. If you're an average photographer, but you're out there doing it, getting clients, getting rejected, getting clients who aren't happy, but still doing it versus you're this exceptional, say Mario Testino level photographer, who's not willing to have someone say no, not willing for someone to be unhappy. It's generous to be willing. Like it's generous to ask. It's generous to put what it is that you can do out there. Like Mm. that is a generous thing. And even though people will say no to you, they will. People say no to me still all the time. It's okay. I know that there's no regrets here for me. Like seriously, when I get to my grave, I'm going to be like, it's time. I'm tired. (laughs) Like I left it all out there. Like, you know, there is nothing left. I'm empty.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. I love that. I think about this quite often because I think it's easy to, you know, want to wait until we're perfect to do something, you know, again, quote unquote, perfect, or we have enough experience or we've researched enough. I'm like a big researcher. I'm just like, I tell my boyfriend this 24/7. he's like, why don't we just like go and, you know, we're talking about test driving cars yesterday. It's like, why don't we just go test drive this car? And I'm like, no, no, no. I like, give me like a week and then I can like research I'm totally serious. I'm like, let me like research so I can come prepared. And it's just like, it doesn't have to be perfect. A lot of us, like myself included, we hide behind research to like, I just want to feel like a little bit more in control. Like I know more so I can like be prepared. And a lot of times that, you know, really works in my favor. But the point that I'm trying to make here is that we stop trying to do something because we're waiting until something else happens until we're more experienced until we, we feel ready. That's a common one we see all the time. And something that I, know, is like, you can be imperfect and still be working towards your purpose. Like, I mean, I hope that I continue going and changing and evolving for the next, however many years I get on this life. So if I'm waiting until some, perfect version. Like I don't want there to be an end, you know, to my evolution or to my growth. And so I think I love that you shared that too, but like being imperfect with a purpose, you can start, you don't have to be the perfect X, Y, Z, like you were sharing as a photographer. You don't have to be the number one photographer in all of the world or the United States, or even in your small city to decide to put up a website and to start getting clients, you know, you don't even have to have the latest gear. Oh my goodness, Susie. Like if we can just talk about people podcasting with number one podcast and like, I'm sitting here, my guest bed is in the background. Like, you know what I mean? Like I still need to clean up from other people who were just visiting. Like my coffee from this morning is on my desk. Like I know other people podcast from their closet. Like you just, you don't have to have, you know, thousands of dollars to get started. You don't have to have the top of the line here. You literally just have to have a willingness to get started. Like, Oh my goodness. How freeing is that? Oh,
1: that's it right there. Like (laughs) that is it. Are you willing? And if you're willing, it's better to be willing than talented, right? It's better to be willing than anything else, because I -hmm. know this without my confidence, I have nothing like truly. I have nothing and my confidence is just simply my willingness to show up Mm. to be disliked to have things not go my way to fail publicly like it's okay and I don't judge myself because if you even look throughout history right like look read autobiographies Anyone who's like come before you, who's done things that that inspire you, like read about their failures. It is fascinating. It really lets you off the hook. You have such relief because like, I'm just a human being like doing my best. And that's enough. And I'll tell you, Cassie, you know, because I do work in this media world a lot with people. It is, like I said, it is not the most exceptional who like who completely dominate in the media world. Often it's young people. They say what they think and like, let it out, you know, and they, they do great. Because they are willing for people to just say, "Like you, I don't like you." I'm gonna keep going.
0: Oh yeah, my goodness, that's like the absolute perfect, perfect ending. I have one final example, and then I have one final question for you. I was—I don't know if you watched Marie Kondo on Netflix, and she's like a whiz at just—I don't know—folding and organizing her books are also so great. And I remember seeing her series be a number one on Netflix. This was like a while back, I think maybe sometime last year, two years ago. And I remember thinking like, wow, here is this woman who doesn't speak English, who has a number one in the United States on Netflix about folding clothes.
1: Paris Hilton's cooking show right now. and She can't cook. Paris Hilton writes a cooking show. And she's like, I have no idea how to cook. And she has a popular show it's like, look at that. Would you look at the permission you've just been given?
0: Yeah, I was just like, I love that. I, I love it so much. Like, I remember being like, wow, that is amazing. Because if you were to have asked me again, my immediate thought would be like, I don't think that would work out. Like they have a translator on the show. I'm like, you don't, like she doesn't speak English. So she, that has to then be translated. And like, are people really going to be that interested about, you know, going through learning how to fold, you know, a piece of a pair of pants? I don't think so. So, but like, good thing I was not the marketing lead on this show because they're freaking killing it. Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. And think about it. If it it were the reverse and they're like, Cassie, can you teach something in Japan? They'd be like, I don't know, Japanese. Well, she's willing to not speak the language and do it
0: anyway. I freaking love it. Okay. Well, I've been just so inspired by this entire episode. I'm ready to get off here, create my get to do list and do all of the things that I've been wanting to do. Um, And I know for someone who's listening, I think they're feeling the same way. Can you share a little bit more about with, with us where we can get the book, when the book is coming out, how we can buy it? If you're listening, like you're going to want to read this. I am a few chapters in, like I said, highlighted all the things. And I want to know what other people are loving about this book because there's just such practical helpful pieces of advice that I think are absolute game changers for the way we're living.
1: Thank you, Cassie. Well, look, it is even the way it's written is meant to be very easy. No chapters are more than three pages and you don't even have to read it like front to back. Like you can actually early readers have just said they often will like flick flick open the book and they land on the page that they need. Very practical Mm. story-based, truth-based, truly nothing written in a book or said in a podcast or anything out there is more important than the truth that you feel in your heart when, when you come across just something that just connects in your body. And it's really meant to do to highlight the truth. So much ease that already surrounds us. Like we we don't need to do anything. We just need to tune into it. We don't need to become anything, change anything, force anything. We just need to tune into our natural state. And the the, the book itself is out November 9th in the US. And you can get an extra bonus if you pre-order by, by November 9th at Let It Be Easy Book com. Um, otherwise you can also just get it anywhere books are sold. Lovely and easy.
0: That's the only thing people do need to do. <laughs> we need to get the book. We need to get the book. We need to have the secrets and then we're good to go. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for this conversation. I can't wait to see what people's takeaways are. I know just for myself, I'm just like Exploding with excitement and inspiration, and this is this has been such an awesome conversation. So, thank you for sharing your genius with the world and for this amazing community. You're awesome. (laughs) Thank you, Cassie. The Freedom Field Live podcast is brought to you by the Bucket List Bombshells. It's hosted by me, Cassie Torresias, and my co-host Shay Brown. If you loved today's episode, we'd be so grateful if you left us a review. Reviews help us spread the word about the Freedom Filled Life podcast, and they're a key part of sharing this show with other women who believe they're made for more. Until next week, keep on pursuing your own freedom-filled life.